Welcome to Yumi in the Counselling World, the podcast dedicated to student counsellors and their road to getting qualified and beyond. Today, we're going to talk about feeling nervous about your counselling training, whether you're just about to start out or you're in the middle of a course. This one is for you. Hello, good afternoon. Happy summer. I mean, where is the summer, eh? We haven't had a lot of that, have we, in the UK? Although I have to admit, I'm back from a sneaky holiday abroad, so I'm feeling quite happy that I've had a little bit of sun at least. Um, sorry to rub it in to those of you that haven't been out and about and able to go abroad, uh, but it is really, really lovely um, to have got some sunshine. Um, I am sorry that I've not been around a lot. Um, life does get really quite crazy, doesn't it? <laughs> it's just difficult to juggle everything and I'm not going to make that same excuse every time I come on here. That's just the reality of what life is like and I am learning to accept it actually. I'm learning to accept that I can't be all things to all people and as much as this podcast is one of my most favourite things ever and something that I'm so incredibly proud of, I also recognise that there are only so many hours in the day. But all of that said, It is great to be back. Um, Thank you for sticking by me and I hope that you're all doing really, really well. Um, Today I thought I would just hop on and do a short episode really for those people that are feeling a little bit nervous about their counselling training. Whether you're about to embark on a course with September just around the corner, it seems to be the time when a lot of courses do begin. Or whether you are perhaps about to go into the second year of of your diploma or, or change from a level two to a level three, whatever, whatever place you're at with your courses, this is very much a space to talk about why we feel nervous doing this type of training and why it's so unbelievably scary sometimes. So I hope that that's helpful to you. And it felt quite a fitting kind of conversation to have at this time. Um, and, and it's actually almost a bit nerve wracking coming back to this podcast and sitting here for the first time in a little while, it feels strange. So yeah, I guess the the feelings that we're going to be talking about today are kind of creeping their way into this podcast, even as I'm talking to you. So that's an interesting um, snippet of information for the today, isn't it? <laughs> so why do we get nervous for things like um, training and this sort of training that we're going to be doing or that you're already doing probably is just quite, well, scary. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure why why it's so nerve-wracking. Actually, I am sure why it's nerve-wracking. It's because it's such a personal thing. So what you're going to be doing is, is not sort of going in, and I often joke to our students at the college, and I might say, you know, we're not going to be teaching you maths, which is just as well because I'm absolutely useless at maths. <laughs> Everybody in my family will concur that I'm absolutely useless. So luckily for all the students, we're not teaching them maths. But if we were, it might be a really different experience to what we are teaching them in reality, which is a lot of self-awareness. Lots of vulnerability comes into counselling training. 
we're asking everybody, we're asking students to really be real and genuine and congruent and honest with us and with the group. And that could be really scary. (laughs) It's very personal, isn't it? It's not just one plus one equals two. Notice how I go for a very easy one there, just so I don't get it wrong. (laughs) But it's not simple in the sense that it is very deep at times. And of course, that can bring up many vulnerabilities for people. They're coming into a group and it takes time to learn how to trust within the group and to feel that they are in a safe place. And sometimes that safe place never comes. Sometimes there are people who find themselves in a group where, for whatever reason, they don't find themselves feeling safe and they never feel able to share their full reality. And I've worked with supervisees that have felt like that. And that's really tough, isn't it? Because actually a massive part of the counselling work that we're doing with our clients is all about being real, being genuine. So to be in a group where we don't feel that level of safety, yeah, I reckon that's pretty tough. And I wonder if that resonates with any of you at all, whether you're sitting here thinking, yeah, that's what it's like in my group. I don't feel safe. And if that is you, I wonder whether it's worth inviting yourself to think about what it is that you're not feeling safe about. Is there a fear of judgment there for you? Is there fear of saying the wrong thing? Is there a fear of of not knowing enough and looking like you, you don't know everything that you perhaps feel you should know at this point? Is it a fear of not being good enough to do this course? Is there somebody in the group that reminds you of somebody that you've known in your life? Maybe the tutors haven't been supportive. I wonder if any of those resonate with you. And if they don't, is there something else that comes up about that? Because one thing I know for sure is that if we're not feeling safe for whatever reason, there will be a reason there for that. And sometimes that can be tackled. Sometimes it can't be. (laughs) But there is a real feeling around making sure that we feel safe and we need to work out why We're feeling unsafe and we need to work out what it is we need to help us feel safe within a group. So I hope that is something for you to begin to think about. You can't bring your vulnerabilities in unless you're feeling safe enough to do so. Why on earth would you? It's important that you are aware of what's going on and you've got your own self-awareness going on as well all the time. But if there's something about the tutor or the place or the other people that doesn't sit well with you, that it needs to be tackled. So you might be sitting here now thinking, well, yeah, that is how I'm feeling. I'm not feeling safe. I'm feeling nervous about going back. What can you do about it? And this is really, really difficult, isn't it? Because the very thought of needing to tackle something with your with your training provider feels really, really hard. Um, but recognize that if you've got a problem with one of the members of group so one of the other students it's worth exploring that and really thinking about what is it about this person that leaves me feeling the way that I'm feeling Uh, taking ownership of it for yourself is a really good place to start isn't it because it's about you taking ownership of where you're at maybe this person reminds you of somebody that you that you went to school with 
maybe they remind you of a critical parent that you've that you've grown up with so there's something really important about knowing and understanding what is going on what is it that's going on here what is it about this particular person that leaves me feeling this way sometimes we get a feeling about people that we feel like we just need to impress them somehow whether that's a tutor or another student or a supervisor We get something into our heads that we feel that we need to impress them or prove something to them. And if you start to feel that way, that's worth exploring too, because what does that mean to you? Is it important that you prove something to these people? Or is it in fact something within you that you're trying to project onto them? Maybe you've got something to prove to yourself, but it's easier to project it onto another person and in your mind tell yourself that you need to impress them for some for some reason you need them to like you you need them to accept you maybe so that's some of the reasons why we feel nervous about counseling training because we don't always feel safe and i would say with regards to that is share what you feel comfortable to share to start with and test the water slowly move up, slowly move on and see what you feel is right. But if you find yourself in a situation where you don't feel safe because the setup of the group is not right or the tutors are not kind of modelling a safe space to be or you don't like the the way that the college is, then you don't have to do your, your other training there. You don't need to stay with better the devil you know. You can absolutely do your course and then move on. Because you need to be in a safe environment that feels right for you. And it might be nobody's fault that you're feeling the way that you're feeling. But sometimes things get said where it just doesn't sit well with us. And maybe that's what's happening. Something that somebody says doesn't sit well with you. It doesn't align with your beliefs. It doesn't align with who you are. And I think that's really, really important. So sometimes it's those vulnerabilities within the group that can leave us feeling very nervous because we're not able to be ourselves properly. We're not able to bring our full reality into the room. And then we're sort of holding a bit of ourselves back. And that's a really difficult place to be when you're doing counselling training and you're doing things like skills practice or group exercises or creative activities to hold yourself back in some way feels really, really tough. There's also something that comes up around, is this what you want to do? Is this the right course for you? Have you, Do you feel that you should be doing this counselling training? Or is it something that actually you really want to do? You want to do this? Because one thing that we often advocate at our college is that we don't want clones of us. We want people to come out of this themselves and doing their version of counselling so yes they know the models yes they know the theory they know the ethics and all of that but we want them to be their own counsellor we want them to work with their clients in ways that align well with them and we don't that doesn't work if people have been forced into these courses and you know they're doing it for a reason that isn't quite um genuine maybe you know they they're doing it because they feel they should and I was talking with somebody yesterday who was saying that 
sometimes supervisees that, that they work with come along and they feel very much that counsellors find themselves doing this type of work and this type of training because they feel that it's a great sort of business decision. And yes, whilst this is great, it is great to be able to build a business out of private practice. There also has to be something deeper, that deeper empathy within, that deeper desire to help and to be there with people in those deepest, darkest moments. And I think that's really special. It's a very, very special place to be. And it's what I'm truly passionate about. So it isn't that we we want to start this profession just because we think it can make, you know, a nice a nice pay and we think we can, you know, run our own diary and all of these things, which of course we can and that's great. The the reason that people enter into this is because there's a, a, a real deep need to want to be with people and offer them that empathy and, and unconditional positive regard and all the other things that you'll be being taught right now to be in it and to be in it with them deeply. So if you've come into this course because, you know, you think it would be a nice enough career to do, but it's not your calling, then maybe that's another reason why you might find yourself feeling a little bit nervous. Another thing that I think often trips people up, especially on the diploma course, is the sheer level of of written work that is required. You know, there is a lot of written work. It is the course that's going to qualify you at the end. And so people feel very nervous about their ability to kind of keep up and their ability to do the work to a good enough standard and all of those sorts of things. And as I was saying about being in the group, you need to be able to write in a way that is you. You know, your, your tutor needs to be able to mark that work and hear you in it. They need to know that this is you writing this. Um, and that's what's really important. So by being really honest and real and having lots of self-awareness and writing really deep stuff that's coming from a deep place, it will hopefully stand you in good stead because so many assignments that you do will be about you and about your process and about your own awarenesses. Nobody can say that you do that wrong. <laughs> well, unless, of course, you don't follow the guidelines of something, of the, of the um, assignment brief, of course. But they can't say that what you're writing is wrong because it's time for you to take ownership of what you're feeling and what you're thinking. You need to take ownership and say, this is me. This is my reality. This is who I am. And that's really, really, really empowering, isn't it? So written work is a big deal. And I think if you're able to keep on top of it and work hard on the deadlines, then great. But if you find yourself slipping further back and you need some help and some support, please reach out to your college and to your tutors and let them know that you need something more. Certainly at our own college, you know, we will always sort of work with students to create new deadlines if needs be, you know, and reassign work and things like that. So you can do those things. You've just got to be brave, be brave enough to reach out and to let them know that actually this is a bit of a struggle. Or if you don't understand something, don't be afraid to ask and reach out. That's what tutors are there for. That's what we're here for. That's what your tutor will be there for. So reach out and let them know that you don't quite get it or you need a little bit of guidance um, and don't suffer in silence. That's what brings up a lot of the nervousness, I think, is when people are quietly nervous that they can't do this. Sometimes we just need to reach out. 
So the last point I wanted to make around this kind of nervousness in counselling training is when you think about placement. And I know that we've done a whole episode on placements. I'm not going to go into it too much today, but feel free to go back and revisit some of the episodes I've already done. But my God, what a daunting process, isn't it? (laughs) You know, you get to year two of your of your diploma course and you've got done a lot of your work you've done a lot of your written work you might have done presentations you might have done um, video assignments there's so many different things that you might have done by this point depending on the course that you're on and then you've got to go out and work in the big wide world out there with real people I mean these are real people (laughs) your student colleagues are, are fab aren't they as clients but people in the in the big world out there they don't really know anything about the counselling process, which of course can be really helpful. <laughs> but it is just daunting to think about it. And my biggest tip would be try and find a placement that aligns really well with you. So something that feels comfortable in terms of logistics and where it is and that the work itself aligns well with what you want to do. Because if you sort of working an eight hour day in your, in, in your so-called day job and then you drive drive over to wherever you're going straight after work, have no time to have anything to eat, go and do two or three client hours and then drive home again, you're not going to get the best out of that experience. And it's going to feel like you can't handle it. It's going to feel like that's just too much. So trying to find a way. Some courses now will allow you to do some work remotely. So on Zoom or on the phone, you might be able to get some of your counselling hours done that way, which I think is fantastic. So just try and meet your needs and don't just jump at the first placement that comes along because you feel that's all you can get. If it's something isn't quite right, just think about it. You know, can you make this work or do you need something that's a little bit more I don't know, different hours or a different way of working, different organisation maybe, what do you need? If you ask yourself that question, really, what do I need? Not just about the placement, but about what you need in the course, what you need from your colleagues, what you need from, from tutors. Do you need a big group to work in or do you prefer to be in a small group? When choosing your college course... You know, is it is it an hour and a half away from where you live or is it 10 minutes up the road? Don't choose it just because it's 10 minutes up the road. Make sure it's a course that suits you. But of course, if you can get one that suits you and it's only 10 minutes up the road, then great. But try and look at what you need. Ask yourself that question. What do I need? And ask yourself that question always. Not just for this, but for everything in life. I really hope that that's been helpful for you. I know that I have sort of rambled. I didn't come here with any plan. So I'm not quite sure how this will have turned out today. But I do hope that it's been helpful to you. And if you are feeling nervous, please reach out. Feel free to message me too. You can always contact me on my Facebook page. I will make sure that I leave a link in the show notes below. So that's me done for today. And I'm sorry it's been a little while since I've been here. But... I am looking forward to coming back and doing another episode soon. So if you've got any requests, please let me know. In the meantime, if you feel like leaving me a review, then please do pop on to Apple Music. Sorry, that's wrong. Apple Podcasts and leave me a lovely review. That makes my day. And feel free to come and contact me on Facebook. So until next time, stay safe. Take care. Bye bye.